He's the Goblin King, he's the Goblin King. He's not a myth, he's an actual thing. He's the King, he's the King, he's the King, he's the King Goblin. And that's how they should have done it, but they didn't. Because you need a disgusting Goblin voice in order for it to work. In fact, I could have gone more of that, but I didn't want my parents downstairs to judge me for being a goblin but they should have done the song like that it's not funny if it's just a, a woman <laughs> singing normally it's I know. funny what, then, what a juxtaposition that she just sings like a regular person which not like a goblin i guess you could say it would be a joke but it's the fact the lyrics are like so terrible the rhymes are so bad <laughs> that then if it was like a, a stupid unintelligent goblin singing it would have been quite <laughs> funny but the goblins had no personality and we're jumping ahead let's do we're an jumping introduction ahead. welcome to our fourth doctor who review for doctor who december what with your hosts, I know, Joshua Francisco Mitchell and Matthew Vivian. Hello, Matt. Hello. Today we're reviewing Doctor Who, The Church on Ruby Road. Yes. Full of goblins. It's it's not full of goblins. There's some goblins in a few scenes. There were not enough goblins. <laughs> I was surprised to see all the behind the scenes things and that like there were people in makeup that have been enhanced by CGI. See, I normally watch the um, behind the scenes with my family afterwards, but it was Christmas Day and so we had a tea afterwards. So and then oh. I never got around to watching it, um, but Someone's I did see the thumbnail. Yeah, Hoovian. Well, I saw in the thumbnail. Yeah, there was like people with prosthetics, which is strange because they looked to me like they were CGI made to look like puppets. They looked uncanny, didn't they? They looked yeah. odd. Like you couldn't quite put your finger on it. Yeah, they should have been puppets, really. But like the hands and the way they we saw their whole bodies was like, well, this is this has to be CG. Yeah. But then their mouth movement wasn't in time. It was as if someone was like puppeteering it. Or like just, I think it's they like masks, weren't they? And that someone had a real uh, yeah, wrap. they were masks, and the the eyes popped out. So they put the yeah. mask on, and then put like the black dome eyes in. I think. Yeah, um, I think they could have chosen a better way of doing it. Even just doing straight puppets like labyrinth style, I would have preferred. I know, but we spoke about this last week. Just hire real goblins. Yeah, like, like it's not hard. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the like, goblin community <laughs> are really underrepresented, and I thought Rusty Davis's whole thing was like representing communities. You're you're part of the goblin community. Just go community, under a bridge. <laughs> Offer him some money. <laughs> That's trolls, you racist. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Goblins live, I guess, in, in the sky. <laughs> Offer him a baby or two and they'll do it. What did I you all... think? Oh, well, what did I think of the episode as a whole? Um, I thought it was good, not great. I had quite a few sort of gripes with it, but as just a bit of fun thing to watch on Christmas Day, I think it, it did the job, definitely. It was great. And it, it kicked into Chutie's era, which was nice. Yeah, and Millie Gibson. I thought the two of them were both really good and they had oh, more than stand out. more than anything, they had really good chemistry. After seeing Rose, um, Donna's daughter, yeah, uh, in the David Tennant episodes, I was pooing myself that the acting was gonna be that bad. Yeah. Um, but these they're great. These two are great. They are. Well, because I'd never seen Millie Gibson in anything, but my aunt assured me from watching Coronation Street that she was like so substantially better than any other actor she was ever in a scene with, <laughs> even though she was like a teenager. And she was like, yeah, it was just a matter of time before she went on to bigger and better things. And Good I've, for her. I've seen Shooty Cameron in Sex Education. Obviously, he supporting role. Well, he's like one of he's not like the lead. And yet he steals every single scene he's in ever since the first yeah. episode. And it was like yeah. his first big thing. Like he's just he is incredible. See, I haven't seen Sex Education because I feel like I know enough about sex that I don't need to learn don't about need to it. Learn it. No, that's fair. Um, well, I'm a yeah, Doctor so Who fan, so one. I need to watch it <laughs> in the hopes that one day I'll need to use that information. <laughs> so how does the episode open? It opens with like a cold open, um, which we later find out is set 
a bit later in the episode, like sort of the start of the third act, the Doctor comes out the TARDIS, watches Ruby as a baby getting dropped off at the church, and mm. he does a voiceover talking about on Christmas Eve, I think it's 2004, but I don't think it actually says that, um, baby was left on the church in Ruby Road um, by her mother, who we just see in a hood, don't know who it is, it's a mystery, presumably will get solved later in the series, it's definitely present day Ruby, let's be honest, and um, <laughs> I, mean, I literally, I, I don't imagine it ever being anyone Wait, else. she gave birth to herself? Yeah, but I mean, dropping her off. Oh, all right. She might then. be an alien. Yeah, yeah. She had no contacts. No, like, no DNA was matched. So. Maybe it's uh, Kevin Spacey from Maybe Seven. Maybe she's a robot. Maybe. Oh, my God. There's so many possibilities. You never know. I reckon it's Ruby, though, who dropped her off. People saying it looks like Jodie Whittaker's doctor. And, like, the shoes and, and everything does look kind of similar. But I don't know why that would be. Uh, what happens? He does a voiceover. He explains what happens. And then we go into the title sequence yeah i mean it got us interested straight away told us what was happening yeah. a bit expositional but it was fine and then we are introduced to millie gibson well uh, should we just say title who... sequence same as david Tennant's one unfortunately same as one and yeah, i'm not a big, not a huge fan of that title sequence but it's whatever so we're we introduced to millie gibson's uh ruby yeah. and her family so we find and out davina mccall she is adopted and davina mccall yeah um Rest in peace, Davina. Something that I I know we spoke about in, in the last couple of reviews, that the way the Doctor should be approached is a mysterious figure who pops yeah. in and out of stories. And that's Perfect. what he does the first couple of acts of this yeah, yeah. episode. I thought they handled that so well. That's what I really like. I, I, I love, in Doctor Who, I like the companion to be the lead. And mm. yeah, they're influenced by the Doctor's life. They, they sort of meet him he's a bit of a mystery they get a bit closer with him and then he leaves their life and they're changed from his influence but we don't need to know the doctor too much as a character i don't mind a bit of a story arc but the lead should be ruby and it was and i was really happy with the way they did it you saw like little glimpses of him especially since like shooting cat was new and i like how it didn't reference anything from the previous episode i was just about this is such a jumping on point for for fans it's nice to see the doctor not being depressed and sad and moping about killing half the universe just in the club dumped that off he's in the club he's he's throwing shapes he's getting absolutely smashed good for him well i i when i like first saw that in the trailer i was like that is i'm not sure the doctor really does that but at the end of the day he does quite often tell stories about like oh so i was partying with like leonardo yeah, da vinci and um and the mona lisa or so it'll just say like he will say weird things about parties that he's been at and it's although we never see it it kind of is in character and someone points oh shooty gatwood pointed out on it's a radio thing i watched um that the first doctor met one of his companions polly in a nightclub in the war machines i have seen that episode but i don't remember that but it does happen. <laughs> said he had a... Um, who did he have a hot summer with? Escapologist man. Um, Houdini. Ha- Harry Houdini. Harry Houdini. Yeah, oh, yeah that was... Kinky, isn't it? Presumably a little tease. But he's he's known Houdini. for He's mentioned him loads of times over the years. So that must be a past doctor. Yes, yeah, so we meet Rose. We meet her family. Not Rose, um, Ruby. Ruby. And we meet her family. And we are told, we are shown, that she has quite bad luck. Because you see little green fingers. Little green yeah. hands. Pulling some strings around. Yeah. When do we see the first goblin? When they steal the baby. When yeah, the like gone. properly. Yeah. But I do think it's weird how... So obviously they're orchestrating all this bad luck. They're pulling the plugs and moving the coffees and yeah. pushing the... Weird explanation for all of that as well. Well, then later on, Ruby asked the doctor, like, so are the goblins doing this? And he was like, no, 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 they're just using your bad luck the coincidence of the bad luck is uh and so it's like well no but they were orchestrating it i thought you said like he says later oh. on that they that they weren't but they clearly were i just didn't i understand yeah that. so they kind of explain that 
the goblins don't travel through time or, or do anything like that. They ride off of coincidence to 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 jump back in time to yeah, I don't, feed I on people <laughs> with bad luck. I didn't understand it, but it's Doctor Who and quite a lot of things so, that don't make so any the sense. Higher, <laughs> the higher the bad luck or the, the higher the coincidences Coincidence, surrounding yeah. someone allows them to kind of vibe and make it worse and then eventually but, kidnap you and eat you but does that mean they feed off that because in the song it very much implies they feed off the flesh rather than feeding off is it just they so, taste nicer and they're more nutritious if they're the so more the, from yeah from what i understand the the coincidence that both ruby and uh lulu bell, lulu bell the yeah. baby were both uh, orphaned and were, on had day. birthdays on the 24th of December, which is when this episode takes place. That is enough of a coincidence for them to start giving Ruby bad luck to build up enough for them to swipe the baby and try and yeah. eat it. But I don't get Lily Bell was meant to be born that day, right? The 24th of December. She was clearly mm. not a newborn baby. It's I think like it's just ice... I think it's just very hard to cast a newborn baby. Because <laughs> yeah. in the episode of Sister Boniface that came out at Christmas Day that I worked on, like the baby they got for the newborn was like pretty young, but not newborn. And like yeah. noticeably not newborn. Yeah. As as Hitchcock said, a bit of an icebox episode where it's it's great you follow it through um, yeah. and you're completely with the logic of it, but as soon as you step away and uh, start a podcast uh, with your friend and trying to explain what happened after the fact. It yeah. kind of all... You, you pull one rope, and then the whole goblin ship falls apart. That is a classic Hitchcock quote, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. So that, that's my kind of problem with it, is when I was watching it throughout, I was like, this is fun. And then in the like sort of hour afterwards, while I was eating my tea, I was like, why wasn't that ever... Why did that like plot strand go nowhere? Like, why was this explained? Why did this happen? Like, it sort of did kind of fall apart a little bit. So kind of let's wave away the the goblin coincidence logic. Yeah. Um, but well, how they, are they? How are they as villains though? Like, are they entertaining? I thought they could have done more with them. Yeah, they could have done they're, so much more with them. Yeah. They're so the baby gets kidnapped and taken up to the ship, and uh, Ruby jumps onto the ladder, and the Doctor first officially kind of meets her. Yeah. Um, by running I like along him the rooftop, saying, the rooftops. "What are you doing?" That was very Doctory in a long coat. Yeah. Why, why are you jumping onto ladders from the sky and they end up going up to the go- goblin ship and saving the baby and we're introduced uh, to the goblin song the goblin cohort the goblin yeah. horde in the ship and the goblin king I was very excited when I heard goblins and the monsters because goblins are, are really fun sort of fantasy creatures they're great but then they're just have you seen the them. hobbit i've seen the hobbit and they've got a goblin king in that too voiced by barry they Humphreys. Do. so yeah he Hell. actually has a personality and he talks he says lines <laughs> Yeah, that's, this that's one just has pro- a big mouth. None of these like goblins like spoke. Like they, they're not like mischievous. And they should have been like gremlins. Goblin I mean, that's, I kind of yeah. got the impression that this was like, you know, a, almost a gremlins parody, yeah. which would have been awesome if they were like if they were like gremlins, where they were like absolute little shits and like indestructible <laughs> because they just don't care and they're so. If they were more gremlin like, that would have been fantastic. But they were all just bland and just stood there. Yeah, didn't say almost, anything. Didn't um, do anything. They never like posed a threat. Yeah, they need to be just kind of exclusively chaotic in yeah. everything they do. Yeah. They shouldn't be organised. No. Um, like, they should have stolen a screwdriver or something. Like, um, all weight 
waiting for the baby to be eaten. I mean, I guess that's like a ritual in their culture, but like a gremlin would have just gobbled that straight <laughs> up the second it saw it. <laughs> and I also thought it was weird how I thought they would always be called them like go- uh, goblins. And then near the end of the episode, it would say like, oh, they're actually this species from this planet. And like, it would say a bit more of like their oh. Doctor Who origin. I don't mind them just being goblins, but it's like, I thought they would say where they came from or a bit more. Mm. I just wanted more goblin lore. Yeah. I mean, I I read up on it afterwards and they're from the mind planet. Oh, mind, mind. Wait, so they're mind goblins. What 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 do you mean by mind goblin? Yeah, mind goblin D's nuts. Oh, you got me. Oh. <laughs> oh. I can't believe that. We did it before, but I didn't follow up the joke. So we'll yeah. see which version stays in. <laughs> <laughs> so they get the baby back. The baby does not get eaten by the big goblin king, uh, which was a great, great bit of puppetry. I see, that looks like good. Puppeteers. Yeah, that Something looked like, like that. an actual puppet. A puppet it was yeah. great. I know, shame he didn't kind of break out and was like a big fella. Um, or just said words or, yeah, orders his goblins to attack them. He just sat there like his mouth open and closed and that was it. Yeah, the only goblin that talked is the, the singing one and the one that has a line. Yeah, there's some the that sing during the song and there's like on the ba- on the baby like uh, yeah. thing, radio thing, chattering. one says like, happy chattering. birthday. <laughs> but they didn't sound goblin-y enough. But yeah, after the goblin song, which we've already covered, should have been different or if if you want to make it understandable have a joke where she's like doing a little goblin voice and then she coughs and then has a lovely voice that's a really like, funny joke i've never heard great. that that's they, a joke that, that's a great joke wow did <laughs> Thank you, you that yourself? yeah from from the mind goblin do you know that <laughs> the, what's mind goblin <laughs> something so it's it's a bit more kind of explained rather than uh just sexy goblin because she was quite sexy oh yeah quite I'm a hot one they um break out into song the Doctor yeah. and Ruby. Um, I saw people complaining about that. I loved it. It was okay. That's it's pretty good. a bit of me right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I were a showrunner, I would do a musical episode. <laughs> I'd love to, them to go to a space station where it's like lore that you have to sing everything. Just as yeah, an excuse to just do a whole musical episode. I think oh, what I love about Doctor Who is, you know, you can do any genre. You can do anything. And... I love musicals, so let's do a musical episode, which I'm pretty sure they are too, <laughs> anyway. I think episode two is like a lot of music in it. Um, so they get the baby back. Oh, well, how do they get it back? Because the Doctor has these intelligent gloves. He, oh, a he new, does. A new he gadget. Has, they are, they're not just any gloves. They're gloves that have special fingers on them that let you touch your smartphone yeah. while wearing them. While wearing them, yeah. Is, so that you... is sci-fi magic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind them as I did. To be fair, they use them quite well. If it was just to hold on the ladder at the start, then that would be a bit naff. Mm. But they use them like three times. And it's like, okay, well, that's kind of fine. Then, like, And the Doctor's been inventing. I just wish they didn't look like just regular black gloves with yeah. some cheap LED lights down the yeah. fingers. <laughs> like, they looked rubbish. They say about Mavity again in this, don't they? Oh, that, He says Mavity. I quite, uh, when I first heard that joke, I was like, oh, I wasn't that solid. And then like it kind of they carried on saying it throughout the episode. And I was like, okay, this is quite funny. And like when the doctor says gravity, and then Donna's like, "What?" and he goes, "Sorry, gravity." That was good. And then yeah, the fact that the jokes ca- still carried on, I think it's funnier. The sonic screwdriver was like getting a bit overused, so um, it got destroyed in like the first episode of series nine with Peter Capaldi, and so he got these sonic sunglasses, and the fans were just oh, God, furious. I and I, I didn't really care because it's like, well, they're not going to last for a long time, are they? They only last for that series. And who cares? I think that was kind of um, done deliberately just to piss people off. It was a bit of fun. They get back to the flat just before Ruby's mum returns. I thought they were great. So did I. Especially I the man. Yeah. Just always yeah. wanted a cup of tea. Great I thought she was great. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to do a new Wilf type character, an old person who you're like, oh, bless him. 
Did you say? Did you say Gilf? Oh yeah, no, well she was a new Gilf type Sorry, that character. Was a Freudian slip, right there. <laughs> yeah, they were great. I hope they show up uh, more. Yeah, I feel like they will be nice. because, like, Rusty Davis's pre- previous companions, you you saw their parents quite a lot, their families quite a lot, um, mm. which I always thought was really effective. Like, because when you do Earth-based like invasion stories, it means that you have like normal people who are affected by it. No, I thought that was really nice. And we got got her band as well. Don't see a great deal of, but um, it's funny how um, people were like. All these like transphobes are like, oh, good Rose has gone, and then like <laughs> leads to them immediately, yeah, <laughs> straight back again. <laughs> Let's just hope she has personality this time. Let's hope that yeah, she has taken some acting lessons. <laughs> no, I thought the family were very good. Um, yeah, as you said, it's always nice to be able to ground these big world-ending stories rather than just having a god and uh, a pet, I guess. Yeah, they're just running around doing whatever. No, no consequence yeah. to anything happening. That um, was a lot of I problems think... with a lot of post Rusty Davis companions, like Amy. Mm. You see, well, they're, they're Rory, but um, Amy's parents are at her wedding, and then you never see them in any other scene of the whole yeah. show. You, you see like Clara's parents like once or twice. Like it's just sort of like, and then Chris Chibnall's ones like fucking nothing. <laughs> and so, well, yeah, as you see, I found it a couple of times, but no one gives a shit about them. And it was just like, yeah, th- this was, yeah, done well. I thought they were nice characters, both of them. Both really nice people. I care about them. I want them not to die. Oh, that's kind. You don't want them to get gobbled? I don't want them to get gobbled at all. Um, I was ha- very happy when she got her tea at the end. I know. That's that's how an arc should be done. Yeah. Good for her. Because I don't. At the end of the day, I don't care that the goblins had absolutely no resolution whatsoever. As long as the Nan character got her tea, <laughs> then I'm happy. So we return the baby to the crib. Yes. And uh, we think, wow, I I sighed, a sigh of relief. Wow, thank goodness that's the goblins over and done with. I can go and have my my Christmas dinner now. And then I I checked the time and thought, wait a second, we're only halfway through. Hmm. For reasons that I can't remember or explain, or explain, yeah, um, time, some, th- it turned into like a parallel reality. Oh, they go back in time to eat to gobble up Ruby. They go back in time, but the doctor said explicitly that they can't time travel. But they but, go back in time <laughs> to get Ruby. <laughs> to get Ruby, and the ceiling cracks for um, one reason or another. Yeah, and then it goes to a reality where she was gobbled up as Babby. So her mum character, who what was she called? Carla. Or was that the nan? Carla, yep. Carla. And the nan was Cherry. That's it. Carla has done like a little bit of fostering, but it's just for the money, not for the love of it. She never had like you know, Ruby as like a full time daughter. Um her nan's like pretty miserable as well, because Ruby's not there. Uh there's, there's not lights in the apartment, there's none of these photos on the on the fridge. Um mm. and the doctor's like, Oh no, Ruby's been gobbled up, let's go back in time and save her. And he does. He goes back in time. Has to get to the ship. Uses his glove and pulls down the ship by the ladder. Yeah. Um, atop the church, which we saw in the opening. And he gets, um, gets uh, what's his name? Uh, the Goblin King. Simon Skinner. Yeah. From yeah. Hot Fuzz. <laughs> he does. Um, and then you think, Ultimate wow, messenger. what happens then? What's the uh, the consequence to this ship breaking? None. Just, it just vanishes. disappears. They just put a, a cross fade on it, and it that layer of the. <laughs> and it's never spoken of again. No. See, I thought, like, 
oh, so he's impaled that he's killed the king. That's going to f- make them furious. And you'd, all the goblins would be running down the church. And they'd attack Shooty Gatwa. And then something big would happen. We'd have the final act. It's like, oh, no. That was it. He just pulled, it. pulled the ship onto yeah, a church. pulled them down. And then and, they vanish. Uh, they die. But then I thought, okay, well, then they've teleported away again. What mischief are they going to do this time? <laughs> and then, well, I don't know. <laughs> but they're not causing any more problems. So I guess that's the end of the episode. Doctor's got a smile on his face. Don't need to worry about them ever again. Done dust it. Doesn't matter. We <laughs> only spin one of them out of a ship hundreds. That's a resolution. He doesn't even know one. that they killed the Goblin King. <laughs> Um, so so they're all done and we'll never see them ever again um and the doctor sees ruby getting dropped off picked up Um, by a priest and then he watches like her mum or the woman like in the cloak walk away and i thought oh so he's gonna go up and say like what the hell was that all about and um (laughs) do you see those goblins and we'd see who it was and then he didn't he was just like well, it's her choice to abandon a newborn baby in the snow. <laughs> he didn't go over and shout at her like I would have personally probably done. Who would have done it out of the most recent who's? Who would have run up to her and just like... David Tennant would have, would have screamed run over and at her. Um, yeah. Jodie Whittaker probably would have just committed another genocide like she did every other. <laughs> she, would have, she wouldn't have stopped until every single goblin was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Eccleston, it would have just been an empty frame because he's not coming back until every member of the production is fired and replaced. That's true, yeah. <laughs> it just left me like, wait, wait are we done now? Is that is weird? That it? it was just, it? Yeah. I think all four of these new episodes, I mean, my letterbox review was like, has Russell T. Davis just forgotten how to write third acts? Because it is, so the Star Beast <laughs> just ended with, you know, this, this whole build of like, if, um, if she ever remembers, she'll die. And because of this meta crisis thing going on. And then, the resolution was her and Rose are just like, we choose to let it go. And then yeah. it just floats yeah. away and they're fine. <laughs> and then the Star Beast was just... Who remembered? It was like, oh, I got the wrong one. It got the wrong one. It's like, oh, wait, I could tell that it was a fraction of a millimetre too long of wrist. So it was like, oh, well, you're the fake one. So that was naff. Right. And then the Giggle, they just do a throwing ball contest and the toy maker just misses the ball, even though he can yeah. teleport and could have just gone, <laughs> gone to the bottom of the tower and caught it. Um, and then so, this, well, yeah. I think... I think we have a title for this episode. Doctor Who and the missing third act. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, it's really strange because I just finished watching It's a Sin, which I've already told you, but this is for the purposes of the viewers at home. Uh, no, no, um, you don't need to say. You've already told me. Oh, that's fine you then. You can stop. Um, okay. So how would you rate this episode? <laughs> no, I was going to say. Um, so I watched two episodes yesterday, three episodes today, and I'd seen it before I watched it when it came out. It's a Sin, fantastic show. Honestly, like perfect. So beautifully written. I cried at the end very very sad Aww. so well just so well done and years and years also like a couple of years earlier years and years ago also perfect <laughs> um brilliant rossity davis written sort of sci-fi with like human characters brilliant so he, he can still do it he hasn't lost it it's just like i don't think he, any of these four have like fully hit the spot for me yet they haven't been to those quality yeah i'm, I think I'm this still another hope, one where... hope these are these are like the soft reboot yeah, it's getting like all the stuff out the way romps. before we can just do an yeah. actual episode. Next episode, it's the start of the series. Dive but even then, in. you've got might have stuff to set up again. Eh, probably not. No, I think when we get to episode two, which is the Beatles and drag queen villain one, that's probably... exciting. Yeah, yeah, but I'm. I'm I wonder sure. if I wonder if John Lennon will beat his wife in that one. Yeah, Dra- <laughs> that's quite cool. I mean, the trailer looked pretty good. It did. You, look pretty we've good. even got um, Agent Smith. Oh yeah! Oh god! What? Jonathan Groff? Don't remind me of how. <laughs> Why did they just wait until Hugo Weaving and um, Morpheus, Lawrence Fishburne? Lawrence Fishburne. Why did they just wait till they were free rather than filming? 
I have a conspiracy theory that it's because Lana Wachowski doesn't like them. Like, Probably. Because I feel like this absolutely it doesn't make any sense not to just wait right. for them to be free. Because the official story yeah. is that they were just filming something else, and the stu- and like Warner Brothers just wanted to get going on it. And you've always said that anything Jonathan Groff is in, you wish it was Hugo Even. Whether that's Hamilton, oh Hamilton, oh my that's god, Mind Hunter, whether it's Frozen, the Cabin, anything <laughs> you want, you wish Hugo Even there. I actually love Jonathan Groff. I can't wait for him to be in Doctor Who. <laughs> I think he's brilliant. Yeah, so the episode ends. The Doctor just he pisses off, uh, and then Ruby's like, "Wait a second, I I want to." get on a bit of this action and then she runs out and uh, there's a character well, he goes to save Davina McCall who we previously oh, thought was stabbed in the heart That's, by that is a shame Christmas isn't it? that tree. is a shame yeah and and there's a character called Mrs. Flood mm, uh, who's also in the mid credit scene uh, which is all a bit weird yeah I don't know what her deal is so she says like what's the matter Looked at, looks in the camera breaks the fourth wall like Deadpool does oh my and, god and went um is she Deadpool? Never seen a TARDIS before. Um, so who is she? Lots of theories. Lots of people you probably don't know, but is is she Susan, the Doctor's granddaughter? Is oh. she Romana, another... I was going to say Romana. Who yep. <laughs> was a Time Lady? Was it... Is she... Is she the Isola? Master? Is she the Rani? Is she? I was going to say, yeah. She is she the anyone? lady that picked up the two? Who picked up... I think that's a very real possibility, you know? Because her hands... She has hands she, she had and a hand. White woman hands. She did. Um, but yeah, honestly, there's no point guessing, and I hope it's not Romana or Susan because the actors are alive. So just get them back, please. I don't know who any of those are, but well, I'm going to disagree with you. Susan I hope, is I hope the Doctor's granddaughter. The actress <laughs> is still alive, and it, when she left, the Doctor says that he'll come back for her in 1964. I hope she's Susan he never has. and Romana. Roll them into one That's character. That's stupid. And make them her. Yeah. What did you rate Doctor Who: The Church on Ruby Road? You know what? I actually only gave it six out of ten because although it was very entertaining for me, it probably could be a seven. It could be a three and a half star because it was entertaining. Ooh. But it was like I just had too many issues with it. it was, there was just too much like, but why didn't you just do it like this? Like why didn't you just do it like this? Why didn't you do this? That it was mm. sort of, it, it it was kind of annoying how how they missed so many opportunities. But it was good. What about you? It was good. I I liked. Uh... Millie, I liked Tutti, I liked their dynamic, and I'm yeah. excited to see what's coming next. I'm That's not, true, I agree. Um, overly big on uh, rating TV episodes. However, when this is all done, it would be good to speak speak about it as a an oeuvre, as a series yeah, uh, I mean, in I, itself. Yeah, but, but I enjoyed I it. I think Doctor Who is like episodic, and it's basically as close to an anthology as you can get without getting one. So it's kind of, I think you can rate Doctor Who episodes. I mean, there are definitely some that like retroactively are made bad because of what they do later down the line. I'm definitely it. excited to see more. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they've asked loads of questions. Yeah, there's obviously, yeah, who who is Mrs. Flood? Um, who's who dropped off Ruby as a baby? We've got from the giggle. We've got um, who's the one who waits? Who who picked up the master's got tooth? The tooth? Like, there's there's stuff for us to be invested in, seeing more of, like seeing where the story progresses from mm. here. Um, and I can't wait to see it. Honestly, I, I yeah. I, I don't think it's back to... I, I was expecting when Rusty Davis was announced to be coming back it to be, like, the greatest thing I've ever seen again because after seeing I loved his era and I love the stuff he's done mm. since. It's mm. not been to that, but I am excited in Doctor Who again. Way more than Very I was excited. over the last few years. That is a 10 out of 10 on the goblin ometer for me. There oh, no, were no. some. No, the and goblins that's were good for me. 1 out of 10s. Goblin <laughs> by name, not by nature. Well, they, I like the baby eating, but... Have you seen? I saw Sick. some like, um, you know, conspiracy theorists being like, um, 
so the villains in the new um, Disney Doctor Who thing are uh, <laughs> a baby eating. Oh, the elites aren't even being subtle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're joking. They were like saying no. that an Illuminati mocking us thing that is why the that's, goblins that's eat true. babies. That's true. As uh, industry high ups such yeah, as ourselves, yeah. we know that's true. We've I gobble on many... a baby at, at lunch every day. Every day on you... set. You I'm... nosh off a baby every day. No, I gobble. A... No, most of it. <laughs> not not all of it. The I'll only goblin that. I eat is a mind goblin. What? I don't... What's a mind goblin? Mind goblin, these nuts. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>